And welcome in to episode number nine here of the Grind on Sports. Uh, pleased to be joined uh, by this week's uh, special guest, uh, Coach Derek Hunt, uh, the, one and, uh, the one and only, entering uh, year seven uh, of his coaching tenure there at Maryville High School. A lot of times we get to talk to him. We'll, we'll kind of call today a Rebel Radio slash Grind on Sports crossover because as Ben and I, if, if we're around the head guy, you got to rock the gear. We've both got our Maryville stuff on. Uh, but coach, uh, thanks as always for the time talking to you in the spring, kind of different. Yep. Looking forward to it. Always, always a good time to talk rebel football. So I I could, I tend to agree rebel sports in general, uh, basketball had a good see great seasons, both boys and girls this year. And so, uh, yeah, exciting to, to look ahead at that 2023, uh, season a little bit, but we're going to stay away from that, uh, in, in entirety a little bit. We're going to talk about Derek Hunt history. Uh, we're going to talk about playing days at Maryville High School. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how you transition kind of out of high school into college and then ultimately coming back as an assistant coach and then ascending to that head job. So uh, we'll kind of break all that throughout the next little bit. But, uh, again, jump right into it to kind of get you get you in and out. But Coach uh, uh, played at Maryville, uh, was a Rebel fan all uh, kind of growing up, kind of start there, and, and, and let's see where it takes us. Yeah, so, I mean, my dad took me to all the Maryville games growing up. We would travel to road games. We would go down to Nashville when they played state championship games. And, of course, I was always at the home games. So, um, I just fell in love with it. I I wanted to play for Maryville when I was a kid. And and I I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a very good football player growing up. You know, I played quarterback and handed the ball off a lot. And, uh, wasn't asked to run it very much, but um, um, but you know I got to play, uh, got to play for Maryville High School. Mary, I'll never forget that freshman year playing for Coach Mike White, Joe Robinette. You know, it was just such a special year, and I think that's kind of what solidified you know my love for the game. And and um, you know, going into my sophomore year, Coach Quarles, he worked a lot with me, kind of changing the motion. In my, my motion, my delivery, because I didn't have the strongest of arm and by no means. And so I had to I had to have a quick delivery, get the ball out on time, anticipate opening, stuff like that. And so and he really taught me that my sophomore year. And so, you know, because of that, that's that's what's kind of fueled my passion, you know, for working um, working with quarterbacks. But uh, you know, and, and then you know, going into my junior and senior year, those are two years that I that I got to start at Merrill High School and we had such a phenomenal football team both those years. Um, my, my class specifically, um, really, really, really good football players in it. And, uh, had, a, had a really big, nasty offensive line. Um, Tank Baker and, and Ryan Singleton were our running backs. We were split backs. And then um, you know, had Tyler Maples and Aaron Douglas and Steven Schaffer and Tyler Clendenin at receiver. I mean, so we – we had a lot of weapons, and it made it pretty easy for me just to, to, to make sure we get the ball in the right hands. You know, Ben, uh, kind of talking about the humbleness of Derek Hunt, you know, if you if you listen to his coach's show, talk to him, read any of the articles, he's, he's a humble guy. Uh, this guy says he wasn't very good at football. 
but he was undefeated as a starter in high school. That's a, it takes a lot. And, and, and at Maryville, that's not a 10 game season coach. That's uh, I think uh, probably since the year 2000 or later, uh, been averaging more than 13 wins a year. Yeah, it was a good ride. It was a, it was a really good ride. And, and we, you know, we had coach Corals on our side too, that, that could put us in such great positions. And, and um, you know, he, he just had a knack for it, calling the right, right play at the right time. And so, um, you know, I, 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 of course, I think, um, I think we had some, some really good football teams in two, 2005, 2006, my junior, senior year, and would put those, those two teams up against about any Maryville team. Mm. And coach, I know you're a great competitor. Um, going through that stretch as a player, how did you keep that competitiveness? How did you keep that that passion um, as a player and keep your teammates in the huddle um, focused on the task at hand uh, when you're winning so many games consecutively? Yeah, I mean, we never really talked about streaks, you know, when I was a player and we don't now as a coach, but um as a, as when you're playing, I mean, you're you're aware of of what's going on around you and how good Maryville football has been. And so, as especially when I got to my senior year, the last thing you want to do is let the program down or be the team that you know doesn't quite um, perform as well as you know maybe you're expected to perform. And so, you know, I definitely felt that playing quarterback at Maryville, and I know my you know my fellow seniors felt the same way. Like we wanted to perform really well and and continue the tradition. Well, and coach, uh, you talk about having coach quarrels on your side, you know, a lot would say, uh, you know, he was playing chess when everybody else was playing checkers. Uh, how, how comfortable did that make you as a player when he was your play caller? Uh, even if a situation you were backed up deep or, or what have you, that he can get you out of there. Well, I mean, I definitely trusted him and, and knew that he was going to get us in the right, in the right position, get us in the right call. And, um, you know, he, he had all the experience in the world and had done it in, in pressure moments. And you know, we had all our gadget plays or trick plays or whatever. Um, and they seemed to work, you know. Um, so he was always ahead of the game. And uh, and so, you know, he was able to call them when people, you know, didn't know they were coming, even though anybody who watched Maryville, you knew that that was going to be a part of what we did, especially as we got deeper into the playoffs or played in big games and stuff like that. So, um, but we had all the trust in the world in him and I certainly did. And, you know, by the time I got to my senior year, you know, we, we, we had a bond and, and I felt extremely comfortable um, understanding what he was going to do or maybe what he wanted us to do. And so, but you learn that over three or four years with somebody, you know, I didn't really much as much as a junior, but in my senior year, had a had a, a gut feeling for what was coming, and and kind of you know you get to know him really well and how he calls a football game, and so that's that's where my learning as from football that's where it started. And and coach, talk about uh, so so like I said, uh, a, a decorated high school career would be an understatement. Uh, fifteen and 0, 15 and zero. Uh, as your two starting years, uh, transitioned to college a little bit. Uh, didn't didn't go far. Uh, continued to play some football there early on. Kind of talk about that transition. Yeah, so I actually went to the University of Tennessee for a year, and not many people know that, um, but I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I liked Tennessee, and I liked Tennessee football. I mean, I, my dad went to Tennessee, and I was a fan, but 
but I really missed playing football. I thought I was done, and um, you know, I went to, I lived on campus the first semester, was just not happy at all, and uh, and decided I was going to transfer, and um, I uh, I uh, went to uh, Coach Iruli, who was the head coach at the time, and um, you know he he welcomed me in. You know, so I was actually working out with the team prior to even being enrolled at Merrill College and which I'm sure is frowned upon but I uh, I really enjoyed my time at Merrill College like that was the best decision I ever made you know from a school standpoint was going to Merrill College and playing football uh, met met my wife at Merrill College uh, one of my best friends still today and um, I just I had an absolute blast while we we didn't have any undefeated seasons while I was there we had an absolute ball. I enjoyed every day of it. Enjoyed going to practice. Uh, loved the bus rides, and they were long bus rides. <laughs> to, you know, West North Carolina and uh, Virginia, western part of Virginia. I mean, you're taking some long bus rides, but um, I wouldn't change a thing. It was so much fun. So, Coach, um, with that experience that you had, thank you for sharing that about the University of Tennessee and going to Maryville College. Uh, would you say that's where you kind of – started to realize that you know hey my 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 future or my passion for what I want to do in this life is going to be football related well so I didn't really know I mean I was an econ and math major at Maryville College and so and I don't know why I mean I like those two that's why I chose I like econ and I like math and so I nerd out on that stuff a lot but and still do today but I I had no idea what I was going to do with it you know uh, my senior between my junior and senior year and you guys will enjoy this story between my junior and senior year at Merrill College I was um, I was at my house and David Ellis longtime Merrill High School offensive line coach um, was he lived like three houses up from me and so I was walking by and he was in his garage doing awesome he always did some woodworking stuff and so he we were just having a talk and he was just like what are you gonna do and I said I have no idea coach you know and he said, "Well, if you if you have if there's any inkling that you might be a teacher and coach, you should you should try to uh, you know get a teaching certificate in math or science, you know, because you're guaranteed a job." Well, I was already kind of on the math track. So my senior year at Maryville, I I changed my class schedule and took like uh, like an extra 16 hours of math classes in order to be able to teach it, you know, and so. Uh, and so that's and that's what happened. It was it was a year later. I was teaching seventh grade math at Montgomery Ridge Intermediate School, and Coach Quarles had offered me a, a spot on staff. So I jumped at that opportunity because um, once I got into it, I absolutely loved it. So there there is there is truth to right place, right time. And it looks like yeah. walking by Coach Ellis's house was your right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It was. Awesome. He, you know, he's he's kind of always been my role model and and looked out for me along the way. So, so we're uh, we're big Tony Iruli fans, and he's actually been on this show. And we'll we've got a scheduled second uh, interview. Any funny Iruli stories? Because he's he's a fiery kind of Italian guy. You got any Iruli stories? Well, I don't want to. How long you got? Okay, <laughs> right, right. Because I've got a bunch of Tony Iruli stories. Now, it, I want to keep your radio show uh, PG. um, But, you know, one of his favorite things to do was to make players roll. 
you know, so we didn't like we do hard yards for discipline at Maryville, mm-hmm. you know, and you might make most teams make players run. Well, he wanted to make your roll. And so yeah, I make Ben run if he if he says anything sideways. Yeah. yeah. Coach I's thing was was to make your roll. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, you can ask him about that next time. But <laughs> if you showed up late, if you showed up late to practice or you walked out there, you know, somebody's getting taped or whatever. Uh, we had a running back, Daryl Tate. He played. He was from Alcoa, good player. Um, and Daryl, Daryl was good for us at Merrill College. He was probably the funniest, funniest guy I've ever met. Funniest kid on the team for sure. Um, but him and Coach I, you know, they would go at it. And uh, I remember Daryl walking out one time, and and Coach I is already pointing at the ground, you know, <laughs> get, getting him to start rolling, and he rolls down the hill and out onto the practice field, and so. There's a lot of stories about about him and Daryl, and of course him and making us roll. But uh, uh, but I've got a, I've got others that that maybe we can share one day uh, on a radio show. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, old school is is oh, maybe God. a path to to Coach Tony. Yeah, for sure. Like like definitely old school. I mean, he was always supportive of me. Besides the, the one time I took a 25 yard sack. Uh, but every every other time he was real supportive of me, and uh, no, I love playing him. You know, he was fiery. He got after you. I responded to that, and yeah. um, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time playing for him. And 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 I well, the thing about Coach I is like, you know, coaches say all the time, you know, we're always going to be there for you. He has been like he he'll he'll re, he'll text me after big wins or tough losses, you know, and he'll he'll call me in the off season, you know he. He he does. I haven't got. I didn't get to go this year, but he'll have like a, a lunch for with all of his former players in town that can come, and he'll basically, you know, he'll rent out the whole Applebee's to do stuff like that. So, oh wow, such a good guy, and, and you know, I was very fortunate to play for him. So, well, I, so I think like a, a, a maybe a seamless transition going into kind of talking about your early coaching days on staff and early teaching, uh, yeah. but but. What did you know? Did playing for for Quarles and then playing for Coach Iruly? Did you kind of, have you taken a little bit from both of those experiences as you look to mold your own coaching style? Oh, I'm sure I have. I, I can't point to necessarily any one thing particularly because um, they were super different. You know, right, I mean, right. just age gap, and that's the first thing. You know, um, you know, Coach Iruly. Uh, obviously older than coach Quarles, maybe not by a ton, but, um, but he, coach, I really, a lot of the coaches, if you, I mean, I've talked to him about this before. I mean, he's coached with Bobby, you know, the Bowden's Terry Bowden. Yeah. He was Terry Bowden staff. And so like he was around all these old school coaches too. So that's obviously why he was the way he was, you know, coach mm-hmm. Quarles, um, you know, very different in the way that they ran a program, I'm sure. But I would, I would say to, to answer your question, absolutely, yeah. I, I've probably taken, you know, some from from all those guys that I've been around. Even a, even a lot of assistant coaches that you get to play for, that were phenomenal role models for me. So, Coach Hunt, before every home game, Maribel fans they shuffle in, and we call them the faithful, Wayne and I, <laughs> and they hear Kenny Chesney, the boys of fall. Yeah, and you go out there with the coaching staff. Uh, and play catch with the coaching staff and the quarterbacks are out there. Uh, how did that tradition come about, and uh, why is it important to you? <laughs> well, I do like that song, 
And in 2017, which was my first year as head coach, um, our, our AD at the time, Larry Hedrick, uh, played that song um, early in the season. And it might have been the first game, um, but it might have been against Catholic that first game, which was a back and forth, just knock down, drag out. Yeah, that was Kay game May's senior year, right? It was, yeah, a game that we had no business winning, honestly. <laughs> They were phenomenal football team, but our guys just, they didn't know any better, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I didn't either. I didn't know any better, (laughs) but we're going to (laughs) win. We just got to keep grinding, keep battling. Um, and so, uh, and so we won and I remember, uh, you know, after the game, coach Mike White, I think said, Hey, you're going to have to play that song. Derek likes that song. You're going to play that song when we come out every game and I'll be honest, it's stuck. And I don't think we've had a home game where we hadn't heard the boys of fall um, as soon as we got on the field. So um, yeah, kind of a cool story. I'll be honest. I didn't know anybody knew about had probably put the, put the links together that that's the first song. Um, but I always, I always uh, thank the guy in the press box who's doing it now, which is, which is <laughs> it's changed every single year, but, but what's funny is no matter who's in the press box, somehow word has gotten to them that this is the first song we play. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the first person told me about it was Chris Hips. And I know, uh, I think your son and his son play a little soccer together. Yep. But he yep. said, he said, here comes the coaches and the quarterbacks right here. <laughs> yeah. the and so, uh, so he broke me in on it, but then I've heard, I've heard there's a little, is there a little game that goes along with it with you guys? Like you move a basket around and try to hit a basket. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pregame competition that started probably three or four years ago. And before it's after warmups, so as the guys run off the field, we have a football bag. It's a red bag, and they place it up against the the side of the stadium. And originally, it was me and Coach White and Coach. See me. All right, oh, there, there you are. are. There you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. Originally, it was me and Coach White, Coach Rob. And we would throw this football, see who could get closest to the bag or hopefully make it in it. And then obviously our numbers have grown. There's now about six or seven <laughs> that guys, coaches that try it. And there's three or four coaches that stand on the side. The defensive coaches usually stand on the side and they try to pick the winner, you know, every game. So we've done it. We've done it for, gosh, I don't know, I guess about four or five years probably now. And, uh, but it's fun. And uh, it takes 30 <laughs> seconds and right at the end of the, right at the end of warmups and, uh, um, I think a couple of years ago, I won a bunch of them. I only won one, one game this year. <laughs> but the but the numbers keep going up. So your odds have to go down if you've got, you know, if you've got eight coaches throwing a football. So yeah, uh, but it's, I think it's Coach fun. Chase White won the most this year. Yeah, but you're still going to be on the OG crew that that did did it original. So that's that's, right. that's important. I'll yeah. always be the OG. Yep. But but kind of come back to you. So you're you're getting a you you're on staff with Coach Quarles. You're kind of building that up. Did you start as quarterback coach? Is that correct? Yep. Yep. I I, uh, I took over the quarterbacks for him and and really was trying to take uh, take some uh, really was trying to take some I guess all the responsibilities that he had take some of that off of him. And so. Um, I'll never forget, you know, one of those first practices, he just, he just kind of came to me and said, Hey, here you go. This is yours. And, uh, and, and he trusted me and I, I appreciated that because, uh, you know, I, first of all, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I knew what he had done with me. 
And so that's kind of where I, I started, you know, and, yeah. and then so getting to coach with quarterbacks under him. And it, and to be honest, those first couple of years, you know, if something happened in a game, he was coaching the quarterbacks, you know, but over time, you know, we, we, I, we already had a great bond, but I think I, I was able to learn more about what he wanted and how he wanted to do things. And from the coaching aspect, from the coaching side, and I'll never forget that about my third season as an assistant, uh, after a spring practice, he, he sat me down and, and basically just said, Hey, you know, I, I would trust you to, to call the offense or trust you with whatever, you know, if, and, and I didn't because he was still calling plays at the time, but, um, but he kind of, I'll never forget that conversation that he had with me. And it was just me and him. And, um, you know, and he just encouraged me. That's basically all he did was he, he encouraged me. And, um, I think after that, I just felt like, all right, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be very happy being the assistant coach under him for my whole career. If that's what it is, if that's the way it works out. And, you know, I, uh, I had, I had talked to a couple other schools at the time, but really didn't have any interest in being a head coach. You know, I, I, I didn't. And um, I thought maybe one day it might happen at Maryville, but was in no hurry to get there. And, <laughs> right. You know, so I was just enjoying what I was doing. I was also the assistant basketball coach for six years under Mark Eldridge. And so, I mean, I, I had just gotten married. I was coaching football and basketball. I didn't have any kids at the time. Like I had it made, like I was having so much fun, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but you go through phases in life, you know, and eventually we did have our first kid and, you know, obviously when coach Corals did move on and I got to be the head coach, I stopped coaching basketball, just a new phase. And then we had a couple more kids. And so, you know, every phase has been awesome, you know, for yeah, sure. I remember, was, was it, was it in the 2020 season when your, your third was born and you, yeah. you actually made it to the second half of the Friday night football game after, yeah, she, I, after she was born? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> August 21st, 2020, uh, obviously I know, the, obviously I know the date. There you go. Um, so, uh, we were playing William Blunt first game of the 2020 season and, uh, Colby, it's our, she's our youngest. She was, she was born around, um, around five o'clock, four or five o'clock, um, on a Friday night and storms were rolling in, you know, we had kind of talked about it all week. Of course I had made contingency plans in case I'm not there. Coach, coach Joe Robinette was going to be the interim head coach and he was going to do all that stuff. And, and, um, coach Adam Hendricks was, was going to call plays and it was going to go great. Um, and it was fun to plan that because my coaches are so my assistant coaches are awesome you know they they deserve so much credit and we you know i, I thank you for allowing me to get to talk about them every mm -hmm. every show the last couple of years because they deserve so much credit and um i'm i'm the i'm the worst coach on staff i can promise you that I doubt the, it. the dumbest coach on staff they're really good um but but they were ready however um i was uh, guys you got me yeah you're back you're back yeah i hate to i hate to uh i hate to admit this but i i was thinking a whole lot about football during the birth of my third child so um <laughs> truth right went, truth bombs. <laughs> yeah it, it, everything went well uh she we had a had a had a, a good uh delivery and i'll spare you the details but um mama was healthy baby was healthy and it was about seven o'clock and we kicked off at six, uh, seven thirty, and I was pacing the room, and 
Jess, my wife, my friend, yellow there, didn't she? Yeah, she ran me out, and she she did. Uh, she's she is a rock star, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere if I if I didn't have her. And she's she is a phenomenal coach's wife. Like she understands, um, she can listen to you, let you vent. She can also put you put me in my place when I need to be put in my place. But she understands how important it is to me. And um, Colby was great. All the doctors were there. The nurses knew what was going on. They were trying to speed the delivery up so that I could leave. And they were taking bets on whether I was going to leave or not. It was really funny. <laughs> but um, but the, the game got delayed. And remember, because we had a storm. Yeah. So so I actually um, was able to, to get there before the kickoff even. I, I just was like, hey, just go. You know, just go coach it. I'm going to be right here. I'll have, I had my phone on me just in case. And so I got to go coach the game. It was phenomenal. We had a great win. I went back to the hospital that night. I did not go to sleep. So I, I went, I went about 50 hours straight without sleeping because I was just so amped. Like I just had our third kid. We just won the first game of the season. I was so excited. I was drinking a bunch of coffee. I was changing <laughs> diapers that night and letting Jess sleep. And so like, I was, I was really happy that night. Wild that's, nine. A, that's a day I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, no. And, uh, and coach, uh, so just, uh, just to kind of recap, so coach Quarles, you talked about being okay with being an assistant for a good long time. Coach Quarles leaves, takes the Furman, uh, assistant job. And then there, there's an opening at Maryville. I remember it, it's kind of one of those in, in, in history of Maryville football. That's a marker, right? Uh, the winningest mm-hmm. coach in the program's history is exiting. Uh, who's going to fill those shoes? I think that's a country song at some point but uh uh but you know and and i think it was always a foregone conclusion that you were going to be that guy uh that you were going to be the next uh, head football coach at maryland (laughs) how was that did time kind of slow down during that that transition how'd that go well that's another good story and um so dr winstead and uh, who's our director of school still and our principal at the time greg roach they met with every assistant coach on staff. So they met with like 10 coaches and to discuss, you know, what this was going to look like. And then also if you wanted the job, you know, cause I think their biggest fear was there's going to be two or three different people that want the job and it's going to be a split staff. And, you know, but they wanted to stay sure. in house. I think coach Quarles had said, Hey, you know, you need to stay in house. There's plenty of coaches on this staff that could do it. Um, I remember going in and saying, listen, I, I love it here. Um, I'm a seventh grade math teacher, you know, so I love my job. I love coaching football. Um, it's been a dream of mine to be the head coach at Maribel. If that opportunity ever arises, I would jump at it. At the same time, if somebody else wants this job, I'll happily serve them, you know, as an offensive assistant coach in whatever capacity that may be. And sure. so they called me back. Uh, I remember I had my, my exit interview, whatever. It was right before Christmas. And, uh, got in the car and went to Ohio because that's, we were going to visit Jess's family. And so, uh, but I got a call two days later after they had finished and said, Hey, you know, uh, we had talked to all the coaches and you know, you're going to be the guy. And so, um, I never really even interviewed. I came, I came back after Christmas and they, they wanted to do kind of a formality interview, but I sat down and I'll never forget uh, sitting down. We sat, I sat in that room for about 10 minutes with, with our principal and our director of schools, Mike Winstead. And I remember he said, all right, well, uh, we're going to post this in about 30 minutes. So if you're going to, anybody you want to call and tell them first, you got 30 minutes. <laughs> and it was funny. I, so I called my family and my, and I was, I was crying. I was emotional and yeah. I was excited. I mean, it was just thrilling. I mean, I couldn't believe it, but it was humbling for me because 
I felt like the coaching staff had interviewed for me and that I mean, I got chill bumps right now. That was super special. Like I was the youngest coach on staff. Um, Well, a lot of people talked about this before, but a lot of those coaches coached you, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. About half of them did. Maybe I was the only one stupid enough to say I wanted to be the one after coach Quarles. Um, I know there's something to that, you know, nobody wants to be after a legend, but at the end of the day, um, what an opportunity for me to, to get to coach at my alma mater. And, and after the guy I played for and, and coach with the, the guys that coached me and, you know, my, I look at my role as the head coach and I tell our coaches this all the time. I want to, I want to serve them, our assistant coaches so well that they want to be there and make a difference every, every day, every year. They can't help but want to coach at Maryville high school. And then I want to arm, I want to arm them with intent and step out of the way. So you set the as a head coach, you you set the culture, you know, and you set the expectations, um, and then and of course I have my roles as as the offensive coordinator and 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 Adam Hendricks helps me a ton with that now, but and all the offensive coaches do, but but I don't take all their roles and do them as well, you know. That's my that's the way I I viewed it, and so um, and I've learned a lot, you know, over the last seven years, and so. Um, but it has been an absolute blessing to get to coach with this coaching staff. And that was a very humbling experience. And I'll never forget that as well. And, you know, I just want to do Maribel proud. That's, that's amazing. And you, you do it. You, if you don't, if you don't know it, you know it now. Cause a lot of people, I've never heard anybody say Derek Hunt's not a great guy. So yeah. you know, you're doing it right, coach. And, uh, and, they're, and out talk, <laughs> they're out there. They're out there. Well, <laughs> Yeah, well, they don't wear these colors. I'll just put it that way. Okay. But, uh, I, so. I hope not. Uh, but, uh, Coach, um, I'll tell you this. My first year, first full year in Maryville, in Blount County, because I moved from from Hamlin County down here, and yeah. uh, it was your first year. It was your first year. And, and you know, oh, I, wow. I'd kind of viewed uh, I'd viewed Maryville from afar and, you know, the George Coral yeah. era, the, the 70, what, 78 win streak, 78 game win streak. And I'm like, just the weight on the shoulders. I'm like this, this young coach, man, I just want him to have a great season. And I think, I think that first year, uh, didn't you played Oakland the regular season? Is that right? Yeah. Week two, we, we went down there. Yeah. Dylan Hopkins had gotten hurt. So we were with our number two quarterback and we got beat 17, 14. But then you, but, but, but I was going to say recovering from that, you go on yeah. in your first season as head coach, uh, rally the troops. Cause again, Oakland has proven over the last several years, they're a they're a formidable foe. Uh, you go on to win a state championship that first year. What does that mean? What did that mean as far as lifting the weight a little bit? And then also, kind of now it's the Derek Hunt era uh, again. No, all respect to George Quarles era, but now it's the Derek Hunt uh, regime, right? Yeah, I mean that first season was kind of for me. It was I'm not gonna say it was it was something out of a movie, but for me it was. You know, it felt like that um, because. <laughs> You know, I'd always said, man, one of my dreams would be to win a, a state championship as a head coach at Merrill High School, um, selfishly. You know, it'd be awesome if you get to experience oh. that. But I just, I, I couldn't believe it happened that first year. And, of course, we were really talented. Dylan quarter, uh, Dylan Hopkins at quarterback, UAB commit. And, um, of course, I, I'd worked with him for, you know, his whole career. So we, we had a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I I learned so much that first year. I did some very stupid things 
as a play caller and head coach. And, um, you know, I'll never forget that first game against Catholic. You know, I'm back there on the bench. There's like a minute to go in the first half. And I'm back there on the bench talking to Dylan and our offensive line. And we're talking about some blocking scheme or whatnot. And I look up and we just got, we had just sacked a quarterback on third down. And I'm like, why are we not calling timeout? This is stupid. And David Ellis, the offensive line coach at the time, he said, you're the head coach. You have to call the timeout. And so I went flying up the sideline trying to call a timeout, you know. Um, and and so I was I was mad at myself because I, I, I was not wearing the head coaching hat and the play caller hat well at the start of the, at the start of my head coaching career and so man i needed some help i, I did I, I learned i learned over time you know how to how to manage that a little bit better and and delegate a little bit better um but um just stuff like that you're just like man but i that first season was special and it was extremely special and i i think the weight lifted off my shoulders for about one day <laughs> and then back at and it and then the day the day after the state championship game i was like shoot man he won 15 of these things you know <laughs> you gotta you keep know, on trucking uh, it's but, still but there. I will. we wanted again we wanted again in 2019 and you yeah. know i've been to the semifinals every year but um the pressure to win at maribel is still there and i want it to stay that way so uh just just for for record keeping purposes yes week two oakland got the dub but uh in the semifinals at uh, jim renfro maribel got the dub so yeah uh but uh 2019 fast forward uh and again that 2017 team had a sophomore uh aj davis t hodge uh ashton maples uh brody sloan i mean that that group that ended up as a senior class uh ho- hoisting the ball again uh, that was rebel radio's first year was 2019 uh, and it was uh, it was out of a movie. If you if you didn't want to say it, I'll say it for 2019. I went, whoa, where what what is this? Because again, there there was not a game, and really, and, and I'm not. Uh, I think anytime you got the head coach in front of you, you you're probably going to say something. But it's just it's a different feeling with Maryville because you don't go into many games expecting anything but a happy bus ride home or a happy car ride home. Yeah. And I think that's the the culture that's been built and, and sustained uh, for a long, long time. Yeah, that's the expectation at Maribel. And, you know, if you do this long enough, you're not going to win them all. I mean, I think even Coach Quarles knew when they were, you know, um, you know, they'd won 75 games in a row. At some time, it's going to come to an end. All good things must come to an end. Every streak's going to end up getting broken. And a couple did this year, you know. And so, um, but they still, like, so this season, despite – you know, the struggles that we had at times this season, we got on the bus to go to Oakland expecting that we were going to win. I mean, like, that's just the way it is at Maryville. And and it's not going to change because that's the way our kids, that's the way we work. That's the way um, our culture is driven. And that's what makes it so much fun to coach the kids that we coach is they want to win. They think they can win. And uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. And I hope it doesn't, at least not while I'm here. And our coaching staff feels the exact same way. You know, the, the standard is still the standard. And there's going to be some bumps along the road. You do this long enough, that's going to happen. Um, and there's going to be teams that come and go, you know, but Maryville is going to be Maryville. You know, and if you think about the last 25 years, um, you know, there's been a lot of rivalries that Maryville has had with a lot of other teams. Um, yeah. But there, there's one consistent C yeah. in there. 
Yeah. And, and it's robbery with Maribel. Yeah. That's Where? right. And so uh, you think about like Central and Powell and, you know, uh, we had some, we had some great games with them, you know, when I was playing. And, um, you know, before that, I, I'll never forget uh, the Witten brothers coming down and, and playing at Maribel High School when they were at Elizabethan, you know, and um, Morristown West was always, a, was a pretty good rivalry, always a good game, you know, and, and so, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I hope Maribel stays there and we're, we're working like crazy um, to give ourselves a chance to have another great year. Yeah, no, and, and again, you know, we talked about some streaks coming to a close last year. You know, hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty, but of those losses, uh, I think all but one ended up winning their classification. Uh, so yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's not a uh, that's not a downbrowed comment. But uh, we played some pretty good football teams last year. Yeah, <laughs> and there's there's teams out there like that to have winning traditions in football that have never beaten. Maryville. And I think that's a, that's a strong statement as well. But, but coach, you, you, again, when the first, when your first season state 18 was another strong season, so, you know, kind of came to, to a 14th game. Uh, then yep. you went at 19, 20 yep. goes to the semis again. Uh, actually, I don't think a kid on, on roster at Maryville high school in their life has ever not seen Maryville play on black Friday. That's a, that's another statement to be made, but uh, yeah. uh, just yeah. talk about just uh, one of my favorite statements you use and you say is uh, Maryville High School football been stomping out complacency for 30 years. Uh, I, I think that says it all. Yeah, well, complacency, Wayne, it comes, it comes quickly and quietly. Mm-hmm. Like it's on you before you know it. And, and as soon as you realize what's happening, it's already taken you, you know, and so um, our kids, it's not, I'm not going to act like uh, it's never, I'm going to act like it's not been a thing at Maribel because it has, you know, but, um, but that's something that we talk about, we work on sure. and try to get rid of because, you know, uh, if, if we're, if we're banking on our past success, to win us games in the future, we are we are in a load of trouble, um, and so um, you have to work for it. That's the only way, you know. And there's been years where we've been, you know, more talented and and maybe uh, played with better chemistry than others, and and you can tell which years those are, you know. And and sometimes you can have a really good football team, and it doesn't matter. 2021's team, I thought, was uh, as good or better than some of our state championship teams. Um, but we ran into a buzzsaw in Oakland and played mm. them about as good as we'd ever played them. And they, I mean, they had the best player in the state. They had number one, one of the best running backs in the country, you know, and, and we just struggled with him, you know, and defensively, they were just so good up front, but you know, we, we were tied 14, 14 at halftime. And, you know, that was probably one of the best teams that Tennessee's seen in the last decade at Oakland. Sure. And, um, and our Maryville rebels were, were going toe to toe with them. You know, and we had the ball six times the whole game. And and so we lost 24-14, and I'm sitting there thinking – and you don't realize until after the season's over. I'm like, that that team was better than some of our championship teams. Now, there's no question about that. And so – but that's the thing. Like, you just don't know what everybody else is going to have. So there's going to be years where you may, may not be as good. Uh, but, uh, but our kids are going to fight and battle and claw and grind and scratch it out. And you just – you just never know what may happen in the playoffs. You never know. I mean, if everybody else is down, you got a chance to make a run, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so, uh, 
Uh, but we've had teams like that where I felt like, you know, um, gosh, we're fortunate to be here. And then, you, and then on the flip side, you'll have years where you're like, we should have won it all, you know, and right. we didn't. Yeah, and and I think that's one thing. You know, I remember after that twenty one season, I think I shot you a text, and you said we got every bit out of this team. Like this this <laughs> no one. Doubt. This one poured it out for us for 14 games. And, and yeah, at halftime, you talk about going to going to games expecting to win at halftime of that game. It, there was no letdown. It was just, uh, it was just two teams that uh, toe-to-toe, just swing for yep. swing, and it just ended in their, in their favor. But, uh, but yep. Coach, I know I've told you. I told you 30 minutes, and I'm, I'm pretty bad about going over. But uh, it's been great talking to you. Uh, but I do want to give the opportunity, again, um, this is off season. We don't we don't do a whole lot of talking in the off season, but uh, a little bit of fundraising going on now for the Rebels program. Rebel cards are out. Uh, I've actually yep. got mine, or my wife has mine. She keeps it in the purse. But uh, uh, how can uh, how can listeners go about uh, getting them a Rebel card, and then uh, and then kind of tell us what that's uh, how that how that works. Yeah, so we've been doing that fundraiser forever at Maryville High School, and it's a phenomenal fundraiser because everybody wants the Rebel card. You know, there's a lot of great deals on it, discounts. Everybody loves the icy Kenjo discount. And so uh, we, we do tear-offs now, and gosh, those tear-offs are worth about $200 in value. And so, um, you know, it's it's definitely worth the $20. If you use it once or twice, you can get your money back. But um, But they're very popular in town, and every football player sells 20 of them. And so um, you find a football player or come by the high school and uh, we can definitely get those in your hands. And we appreciate all the support that our community pours into our football team. And it's because of them that we're trying to keep this thing going. So, Ben, uh, any closing comments there for Coach? Uh, we may, Coach, if you're if you're about it, we may have to have a second, uh, maybe a closer to season, a little preview show, uh, talk a little bit more football. Yep. That'd be great. What's up, Ben? Yeah, the closing comment I have, you talked about it, Coach. Uh, Wayne and I have had the privilege of being around your coaching staff, being around these players. Um, Me and him, we're taking back each game of how mature these kids are. Um, I know hats off to the parents for getting them um, somewhat that far and also the teachers of Maribel High School. But a lot of that is coaching. A lot of that is the character building that you talked about here today. So I just want to say thank you for uh, sharing some of those experiences uh, uh, that you've had with those kids. And that coaching staff is exceptional. Yeah, I appreciate that, Ben. And you, you hit the nail on the head. We've got some great parents and, you know, and, and I, uh, I attribute a lot of that to them and, and our assistant coaches. Our assistant coaches, every single one of them does something outside of football to build relationships with our kids. And so, like, they, they deserve a lot of credit, too, because they're willing to spend their own time to make sure that our kids are doing right things, you know, learning how to be a man, you know, taking care of their homework and their, you know, their families and stuff like that. It's just, they, they do, they inspire me every day just because they build, they build way more than a football player. And that's uh, you hit the nail on the head right there, Ben. I appreciate you saying that, recognizing that. And it's gosh, Maryville's such a special place guys. I mean, it really is a special place. We are so lucky to get to coach these kids and, and work in this community. We have the best school system academically in the state. And I don't think anybody could compare to Maryville High School, both athletically, academically. When you combine those two together in all of our sports, uh, men, female, you know, uh, you know, and then of course our academics and extracurriculars, like everything, when you, 
it's it's the perfect storm. I mean, it, I pinch myself all the time. Um, <laughs> we're and we're doing it at the highest level. Like we're our our teams at Maribel High School are competing against the best competition in the state. We're in the largest classification in every sport, you know. And um, you know, we've got we've got all you know we've got all all the things going for us. And and it's a hard thing to keep it there, um, but we've got great leadership too. And so uh, we're super, super fortunate at Maryville to have what we have. And, and so uh, I'm really thankful. Well, Coach, thanks as always for, for the time. Uh, it's, it's always fun to learn some things, uh, some Coach Iruly things that we'll have to take yeah. back. Uh, but then also, uh, again, uh, enjoy your off season. Enjoy spring practice. It's going to kick off here after uh, spring break, just the 20th. Uh, so, yep. so probably be out and talking with you a little bit there. Uh, but looking forward to the fall. And, uh, and Coach, uh, enjoy it, man. Uh, have, have a good off season. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate all y'all do and supporting us and – you know, it's uh, it's been really cool to have you guys going with us every game and travel with us. And I, I know it's not easy to take time away from your own families to travel with us. And so that's pretty cool. I mean, we're, we're just the high school football team, but we get treated uh, like we're a lot bigger than that. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you're you guys are a big deal. You guys are a big thing. We enjoy uh we we appreciate having the opportunity. But coach, uh, as always, I guess I got to finish this Rebel Radio style. Uh if you're if you're leaving the stadium or on the way home, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels. Go Rebels.